0: I'm going to do something I've never done before, which is explain a financial topic. Very rapid fire version, given my expertise, which I'm not going to give details on because every time I bring it up on guest shows, because people don't know who I am, everybody that does know who I am gets really pissed off. So I know what I'm talking about. Just that's it. I know what I'm talking about. Listen up. Here we go. So you may be freaking out because you heard that Silicon Valley Bank has been seized by the feds. And the reason that happened is... Relatively complex. I'm going to break it down as rapidly as I possibly can for you so you can understand what you're talking about and go impress your friends. Here's what happened. Silicon Valley Bank was a large commercial lender or commercial bank. They had a whole bunch of deposits that were coming from Silicon Valley. So lots of crypto guys, lots of tech guys, and apparently some health uh, industry, like health tech industry stuff too. So their depositors were pretty well healed, but they're all in the tech sector and the crypto sector. Eh, needless to say crypto bubble goes burst because the fed reverses its policy Uh, in terms of interest rate hiking took the fed funds rate from about a quarter percent up to almost five percent that is a cataclysmic shift when you're talking uh high finance and this is a, a totally a product of 2020 and the lockdowns and the supply chain breakdowns uh it was totally avoidable and Everybody in the political structure apparatus and the medical health industry, all of them, including all the economists that all go to Keynesian schools and academia, they all lied to you. They all said that you could do this without ramifications or repercussions. They all lied. I told you the truth. If you've been following me for three years, you already know I told you the truth. It's the truth. So... My operating thesis was this, because I've been studying ESG for quite some time. For those that don't know, you can go check out my episodes, but ESG is Environmental, Social, and Governance. It's all of the reasons that every uh, corporation in America and the globe uh, has gone woke. So, Silicon Valley Bank. Being in Silicon Valley, by its very nature, you're going to expect, and you would be correct to assume, that it was very, very woke. And in fact, they very much espoused all of their... Uh, environmental and social programming. They had claimed that they had set five billion aside to just go towards, you know, social justice or whatever. Who cares? It's all bullshit. None of it means anything. Um, but that's what they had said. And uh I told you guys, January, February, sometime, sometime early last year. I don't know what program I did it on because I do so many guest appearances. It probably was part of the problem. It could have been on my own show for all I know. Uh, but what I warned you guys was that the next economic calamity would come on the back of a esg pusher practitioner sure enough silicon valley bank all in on esg and sure enough silicon valley bank is the first major bank to go bust in fact the biggest bank to go bust in my lifetime aside from washington mutual all the way back in 0809 you know what that portended not good things So does that mean that this portends also terrible things? Uh, Maybe we'll get into that in a little bit, but let me say this. The reason that ESG has no business in the investment world is because ESG is not in alignment with the fiduciary duty of the owners, CEOs, the board, whatever you cannot focus on fixing the environment and social justice and all of the ills of the world. And also Be focused like a laser beam on profit. So if you're if you're a fiduciary, you have a responsibility to the shareholders, which is basically the investors in the company, to deliver a return on investment. You can mask that in ESG and say, "Oh, that won't you know prevent us from making a profit." It's just not reality. Silicon Valley Bank, to some extent, proves it. So this is what they did: totally, absolutely mind-bendingly insane a lot of people are saying that the the head of the financial risk department was this super woke lady i'm not gonna go into that because i tweeted or i quote tweeted it and i'm not sure a hundred percent sure that she was responsible for making this decision so i'm gonna leave her name aside she doesn't need to be any more than she already has if if it was her, well, then she deserves to be sold. But I don't know for sure. So I'm just going to move on past that and explain what transpired and why they became insolvent. And this is a crazy story. I couldn't even believe it when I read it. At first, I was just on uh, with Nomaly, aka Legendary Energy, over on YouTube. You guys can go watch our, our deep dive on this. I said something that was wrong during it, and it makes the story way crazier. I told him that I, I thought, because I had read this in some, like, CNN article, of course they got it wrong, that Silicon Valley Bank had invested in T-bills. So what happened is they get this huge influx of cash in 2021. And uh, I don't know why I said it like that. 2021, they get this huge influx of cash, infusion of cash, and they don't know what to do with it. So whoever makes this decision, the CFO or the risk assessment lady, I don't know. I don't know who does it. But at the time, you could have gotten. I I looked it up. You could have gotten about a 1% annualized yield on a one-year treasury, a one-year T-bill. But you could have also gotten a 1.5% yield. Ooh, that extra half point, baby. Got to salivate over that one. You could have got a 1.5% yield if you put it into MBS, which is a mortgage-backed security. Now, you might say, well they're similarly secure right Clint well here's the problem no they're not but also it's a 10 year duration it's a 10 year bond so they put 80 billion dollars of their uh, depositors capital into <laughs> into MBS 10 year duration MBS this is capital that you have to have to stay liquid and they do it at a time when historically ever there has never been a time where you you would have to do this and only get a one and a half percent yield one and a half percent nothing it's nothing so they put in 80 billion as opposed to just getting their one percent secure yield on one year duration t-bills which they could have just cashed out of at any time if they had a liquidity crisis which they uh, did uh so they put it into the these 10-year mbs and then the Fed in February of 2022, just a year ago, turns the whole Titanic around. And they say, we are hiking rates. Inflation is a real problem. What happens here is that if you own an MBS or, or T bill for that matter, any sort of bond, really any debt instrument, to be honest, but if you own it and the interest rate on government, uh, the Fed funds rate goes up. What it does is it, it it drives out capital of the bond market because it basically, or excuse me, of the mortgage-backed security market because then you can get a more secure and a higher yield on less risky assets. So everybody with capital at the time is like, well, if you want me to buy this off of you, these 10-year uh, duration mortgage-backed securities, well, then I'm going to have to take a discount. That means you have to, take a haircut that means that you don't get the full face value of what you put into it so what should have happened and what didn't happen and what is in mind-blowing and should be putting these people in prison is that they don't sell right away when the fed turns it around and says okay no more quarter point fed funds rate now we're going up to three quarters of a point point," and by next time we're going to go up to one and a quarter and one and three quarters and two and a quarter like they're signaling all of this they still don't liquidate They still don't sell out that MBS, that $80 billion of MBS. They just sit on it, and they just just get beat down. Every time the Fed hikes, they lose. They're taking losses, but it's all on paper. They don't want to realize it. So by the time it gets to, what is it, March 7th or whatever, they're now so far underwater, but they have such huge uh, liquidity crisis that they don't have a choice, and they just sell them all. And they take a massive write down, massive, massive loss, a real loss. Um, The reason this happens is because simultaneously, as the Fed's hiking rates, that means that liquidity is being sucked out of the system because people can't, they're not able to, to borrow as cheaply, which means people are borrowing less. And those that are lending are also being more stringent on their underwriting. So all of these Silicon Valley boys are like, we need liquidity. So what do they do? They go to their bank. Silicon Valley Bank. And they say, give me my money back. I got to keep my business afloat. I can't be doing everything off of debt right now because the interest rates are too high. Silicon Valley Bank is like, here's your money. Here's your money. Here's your money. Here's your money. Oh, we're getting low on money. Oh, we're getting way, way low, way low on money. This is a problem. They get to a a point of such crisis, probably sometime, I'm guessing mid-February. This is what happens. CEO... And I think it was the CTO and the COO and some other high level uh, person in uh, Silicon Valley Bank sells out millions of dollars of stock that they, that they own themselves. So they know these people knew that there was a problem. I don't think it's any coincidence that they were, they were dumping all of these shares, you know, two weeks before the whole thing goes kaput. Call me crazy, but I think I'm right. And then on Monday of this week, the CEO comes out and he says, this bank's fine. We got no issues over here, folks. <sighs> That's fraud, friend. And you should go to prison for that. And I hope you do. So a few days later, Fed swoop in. They seize, They seize the bank. It's now defaulted. Biggest bank closure in 15 years and probably the second biggest bank closure in my life. And what that means is that we have the potential for a contagion event with cascading defaults that just take down a whole bunch of other banks that have uh, counterparty risk with Silicon Valley Bank. Here's the caveat that you have to be privy to there's a distinct possibility that over this weekend, either FDIC will step in or the Federal Reserve or even Congress potentially could step in and bail out this bank to prevent what I'm describing, which would be a contagion event. This is why we're going to learn a hell of a lot over the next week and why you guys need to be paying attention. If the Fed reverses course, a lot of people are theorizing, including myself, that there's a distinct possibility that the reason this was allowed to happen when it did, and it happened before close of business on a Friday, which is unusual when you have a bank run and a bank closure, it usually happens on a weekend. It happened. Before close of business because they wanted to let the market know there's a problem. But really, more than the market, they wanted to let Jerome Powell, the head of the Fed, know because he's been very steadfast in his plan to continue to hike interest rates to infinity and beyond, whatever it takes to uh, break the back of inflation. And they're saying to Jerome Powell, hey, bud, time to cool your heels, time to reverse course. Maybe a little QE, baby. Maybe a little half-point reduction here or there. And the reason is because banks are suffering terribly. Because they they can no longer... Their refinance business is, like, gone. Their real estate refi business is almost non-existent. It has been cut, like, 80% or something crazy. Because who the hell is going to refinance? They, everybody's got their mortgage locked up at 3.5%. And now you can refi and get some cash out and pay 7%. Like, you'd have to be out of your mind to do that. So no one's doing it unless they're desperate. So refi business gone. Bank means they don't, they don't lose, or they don't make uh, any points on the refis. That means that their income drops. It's all a huge problem. So they're trying to get Jerome Powell to back the F off and it might work. We're going to find out. And this is the reason I wanted to do this quick little segment. I wanted to explain about the MBS stuff. And I also wanted to give you guys a warning that you need to be paying attention over the next week. Jerome Powell, you need to listen to what that man says over the next week. Because if he is steadfast, that means that they are going to let a contagion event occur. That means that they're going to let the economy eat shit. You hear me? Or he relents. And he says, okay, I'll chill out. And we'll bail out uh, SVB. I hate all all these stupid acronyms. We're going to find out. Interesting times, folks. I hope this was educational. I've never done a short one like this. If you enjoyed it, by all means, share it. Leave a comment down below. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. You know, rub my feet or whatever. I'm just kidding. Go to libertylockdown.locals.com. Sign up to become a sporting member of my work. And uh, I'll catch you soon. We're out of here. Peace. Welcome to Liberty Lockdown, please scan your barcode, your liberty ain't gone, but yeah it's on hold, where did it come from and where did it go?